Welcome to Inside Aesthetics, the podcast for cosmetic, wellness, and business insider knowledge. I'm Dr. Jake Sloan, a cosmetic doctor based in Sydney, and I'm joined by my co-host and good friend, David Segal, an entrepreneur and a multi-clinic owner in the aesthetic space. We'll cover any topic that makes you look or feel good with long form, unbiased, and unfiltered conversations with expert guests from around the world. New episodes are released every Friday and you can subscribe for free on your favorite podcast app, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You should seek medical advice before undergoing any treatment or procedure, and these podcasts do not replace a professional and bespoke consultation. This episode of the podcast was brought to you by BTL Aesthetics. Hey, Sunil, how are you this morning or afternoon or whatever time it is in Texas? (laughs) Yes, it's, it's evening in Texas. And like I said, you guys look fantastic out there. What's going on? You have some kind of special lighting or something? We actually do. Yeah. Uh, I wish I'm going to point the camera towards it so you can see. We've got these massive uh, <laughs> <laughs> lights facing us to make us look nice and glamorous and our skin slightly better. I love it. I need to get some of that. Well, I have no no technical help here. I need your help. <laughs> well, these things are very cheap. They're only like like I don't know, probably be like fifty US dollars for one of these lights. So they're not expensive and uh, they're pretty lightweight. So yeah, if you're ever doing. Zoom, which seems to be the way of the world these days, might not be a bad investment. Terrible, right? <laughs> yeah, That's it's terrible. true. Absolutely. So, so, Neil, give us a bit of background to how you how you got involved with BTL Aesthetics. What what was your association, and and how did you guys meet, and what's your role been with them? Certainly, in 2015, I had the pleasure of actually purchasing one of their devices. It was the M Sculpt. Excuse me, it was the Vanquish. So, mm-hmm. it was by BTL. They were just getting into the aesthetic field, and they were using this broad based. Uh, unit that's going to actually destroy fat. And so at that time, I had just sold off two of my cool sculpting devices, and I wanted something that had less of a consumable that was going to be able to treat every single patient size. And especially in Texas, we like to eat. So I don't know if it's the same <laughs> down under, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah. we love barbecue, we like meat, we like fries, anything with fried food. And so we want to make sure that we can treat all types of patients. So with this, I said, okay, let me go ahead and get this. It doesn't have a consumable. This Science makes sense, but I wasn't convinced it was going to do anything. So I had done a lease to buy, basically six months of a lease. And if I liked it, I'd get to keep it. Otherwise, I had to, I could return it back to the company. Literally five months and 28 days, I happened to go down to South Texas and I'm talking to a, a colleague who I'm training her on advanced injectables. And she says, Oh my God, Sunil, you always teach me things. I'm going to show you something. I said, okay, what do you got for me? I've got a machine that actually destroys fat. I said, oh, well, all right, <laughs> let's see what it is because I was waiting on a different device to come in. So I go in the room and I said, I have that device. The darn thing doesn't do anything. I might have used a few <laughs> different choice words though. <laughs> Just in to fact, flag, this is your own opinion, fact, not ours. <laughs> yeah. And I said, in fact, I'm giving it back to the company on Monday. And this was on a Friday afternoon. So she says, really? Well, why is yours not working? I said, I don't know. Maybe there's a problem with it. I said, describe how you're utilizing this device. And she told me she's in Brownsville, which again, that's if anything is bigger than Houston, Brownsville, the people tend to eat even more. So it's like a contest, you know, and they keep winning. So (laughs) she told me she had put an advertisement in the paper and all this stuff. And I asked the lovely lady who's being treated. She said, this is her third treatment. I said, ma'am, do you mind if I see your before and after photos? She goes, well, they took pictures at the beginning, but I don't know about any after photos. So at the end of her treatment, which is just a 45 minute session, she got up and then uh, we took her photos and there's a dramatic change. And she was just coming in once a week. And I said, okay, then obviously I'm doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. 
So that evening, as I'm going back to the airport, I emailed our local representative, Sean Eastler, and I said, hey, something is wrong with my machine or I'm not choosing the right patients. He says, no problems. Let me connect you with BTL, the scientific team. So he sends out an email and literally within an hour, hour and a half, I'm getting an email back from the technical team saying, what number can we call you at? I mean, for a little guy like me, there's nobody knows who I am. And to have a company call just to see what we're doing wrong or what we can do better was incredible. So that's where this whole journey started. And then I created a technique where we're using that in combination with two other devices to create what we call the silhouette procedure. So we're using this to drop incredible number of inches, anywhere from two to five inches around the waistband. But that entire treatment took two hours. So that was the big difference there. So I'm interested to know what it is you were doing wrong. We'll get to that in a second. But before (laughs) we get there, maybe let's just take one step back and just give us a little bit of a background about your practice in Texas, what you sort of specialize in, what sort of treatments you're doing, just so we can orientate the listeners with a little bit about your background. Definitely. Well, I was fortunate enough to start in uh, plastic surgery, and then I moved over to dermatology, and then I trained in most micrographic surgery, lasers, and advanced injectables. So that was uh, almost 20, a little over 20 years ago. So that being said, I started with mostly reconstructive, and only 10% of my practice was cosmetic at the time or aesthetic at the time. And then just as technology continued to improve, I hadn't realized it, but 70% 70% of my, my practice had evolved into aesthetic practice or aesthetic medicine. And that was in 2015, 2014, 2015. Right around that same time, we were coming upon a lease change in our, in our partnership. So I decided to go a little bit smaller and I focused intentionally on just aesthetics. Even though it was a financial hit, that's what I loved. I loved the the technology that was changing. I loved what we can offer our patients. So what I specialize in today is something called a C-lift, using non-surgical techniques to give you a facelift type result. And we also now offer that for the body because we have advanced technology. That's awesome. And uh, what devices do you have in your clinic? Just tell us like the broad spectrum. I have uh, 30-something devices. So anything from body contouring devices, we have uh, 14 different devices that we use oftentimes in combination for body contouring. And then in terms of the face, we have everything from different categories. We have IPL, we have uh, pure lasers, so pulse dye laser, we have um, radiofrequency microneedling devices. We have five different ones. And why? Because each one is best in its class and it does something slightly different. We have radiofrequency combined with ultrasound. We have plain radiofrequency. So we have a, a variety of things that we can offer. We have long pulse NDAG, short pulse NDAG. So we have a lot of stuff, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of toys at our disposal. Yeah, you must have a big setup there because all that equipment takes up a lot of space. <laughs> it does, but you know, it's interesting. We have a tiny practice. So my original practice when I moved back to Houston was uh, just under 10,000 square feet. Yep. From that, when I downsized in 2015, I was subletting two rooms and we downsized to 1,250 square feet. This past year, uh, it was at the beginning of 2020, actually. It was a fortuitous year. I, I changed my size just slightly, and I took a 10-year lease on a space that's only 1,900 square feet. But we have six exam rooms, and each little bit of space is used wisely. So I have two full closets that are just occupied by machinery. machinery so you don't see it when you walk into the office or you walk into the clinic uh, space. Yeah, that's actually a really important thing. A lot of clinics look very cluttered because of you know the devices all, all over the place. Um, 
So why don't we get into the topic of the day, which is the M-Sculpt Neo, and first of all, orientate the listeners on what is M-Sculpt, because the Neo is sort of the new generation of M-Sculpt. We'd actually did an episode back in episode 33 with Gareth Pepper and Dr. Ian Chinsey. Um, sure. Gareth is the sort of the national sales director, and Ian Chinsey is one of our um, better-known cosmetic surgeons, and, and they told us about their own experience, and, and this was probably closer to two years ago now, oh, I think. Yeah. Oh, it was a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. So why don't you just tell the listeners who have never heard of the technology at all, what it is and what it's all about? Certainly. So M-Sculpt is, uh, the technical term for it is called high-fem technology. So high-intensity focused electromagnetic technology. It's a fancy way of saying that they're using two magnets inside a paddle that will build muscle. Crazy. It was a whole different category of what we were able to do in plastic surgery, cosmetic surgery, dermatologic surgery. We had never had that. We had both surgical and non-surgical fat removal. We had skin tightening, but we never had anything that was addressing that underlying 30% of the body, which is muscle. So with this particular device, we can use the magnetic technology to bypass what the brain is allowing our muscle to do and activate that muscle where you put that paddle. So incredible. Right. And how is it causing, well, what stimulus is it using to get muscle growth? Is it causing like micro tears in the muscle or what's, because normally when you go to the gym, right, you lift a weight, you get micro tears in the muscle, your body goes, I better build that better next time. So it comes back bigger. Is it the same principle with this? In a sense, in very much in a sense, the in most of our muscles, uh, especially if you're an athletic person, you're somebody who's an Olympic athlete, you're able to activate certain muscle groups to 65% of that activity. It's really 64% of the activity of that, the capacity of that muscle. Let's say that's the abdomen. Other muscles such as the gluteus or the gluteus minimus, you're only able to activate that somewhere between 34 and 36% of that muscle. So by placing these two magnets over that area, it causes something that's called a supramaximal contraction. It's more than the brain will allow us to do. So you're activating anywhere between 96 and 100% of that local muscle. And just like you said, can you create micro tears? In a sense you do, but you're doing this pulsation where it's these tiny little wavelengths that are going underneath uh, the skin. And it makes the person feel a couple of different things. There's three basic patterns. One is a short pulse where it feels like there's a short muscle contraction. Then there's a longer muscle contraction. And there's something that's like a tap, tap, tap. And what that's doing is improving the blood flow in between that. BTL has worked with physiotherapists and uh, physiologists to understand how to maximally contract that muscle. So then you're activating it. You're causing two different things with that muscle group. One is hypertrophy, which is just like you're describing where you have the micro tears and then you're creating a bigger muscle there. But you also have something called hyperplasia. That's where the individual muscle fibrils. So the little muscle cells are going to multiply. And so that's why we're seeing changes where with initial studies, at uh, after you did your first four sessions and we followed these people out for one full year, we noticed that that muscle mass still stayed at the end of that year, which is remarkable. Right. Can you tell us a bit about the background to the studies? I know you were involved in the original M-Sculpt studies, that, that sort of the predecessor to the M-Sculpt Neo. Were, were you also involved in the Neo studies as well? Yes, sir. And we're actually currently 
actively involved with another uh, M-Scope Neo study that unfortunately with the NDA, I can't tell you yet, but I'm going to tell you it's very, very exciting. We'll get and you so back. I'm hoping that uh, if you give me the opportunity in the future, I'll come back and share what the, the results are on that as well. But I was involved with both the initial M-Sculpt as well as the M-Sculpt Neo. And what actually did the, the studies sort of show? I know you've got um, a number of clinical papers that are published. Can you just summarize the main findings? Definitely. So three things. One, we want to know what's the change in muscle capacity. And we saw there was about a 19% improvement in overall muscle. Uh, we saw, actually, 15%. We saw that there were two side effects that were really unexpected. One is that you also had some fat loss. And we said, wait a minute, how is that even possible? We don't know the exact mechanism. We have two hypotheses. And we can show with histology studies that there's actually fat loss. And on average, that was anywhere from a centimeter, excuse me, a uh, basically an inch, so 2.5 centimeters, uh, up to 2.5 centimeters. We also noticed there was something that was an improvement in muscle separation. Muscle separation most often occurs in women when they're pregnant. So as the baby is growing inside, it's going to go ahead and pull those, those two side muscles of the abdomen apart. And that's called diastasis recti. And we saw that with the M-sculpt, there was approximately a 10% improvement by pulling that muscle back together. And in the past, the only way as plastic surgeons were able to address that is to sew that up. So you have to cut a big cut at the bottom of the abdomen. You have to go in, you reflect that skin back, and you have to sew that muscle up. Really, honestly, quite a barbaric surgery, especially compared to what we're able to do non-surgically now. Yeah, it's quite a long recovery time from that procedure as well. It's like a, it's oh got like a corset sort of procedure, isn't it? It's sort of take you might yes. be bedridden for like six weeks <laughs> exactly. almost. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Now that brings us nicely onto the new device. So how does that differ from M-Sculpt? What's so new about it and novel? Excellent. So this is the first device that actually is produced to destroy fat so intentionally destroy fat as well as build the muscle. So how are we able to do that? They added inside one paddle radio frequency in addition to that high FEM technology, so the high intensity focused electromagnetic technology. Unfortunately, this is not something that's easy to do. So if it was easy to do, you'd see a lot of companies already doing it. And here's why. When you're applying the radio frequency, especially when there's a magnet technology, it's gonna create a lot of heat wherever that magnet is, right? And so what they were able to do is create a way to synchronize the pulsation of the radio frequency with the same activity of the magnet. And when we did it together, it's remarkable what's, what we're finding now. We're finding there's actually a 30% reduction in fat, so it's the highest of anything on the market. Cool sculpting, they had two studies that came out back in, uh, this was 2000. Eight, I believe, or 2009, showing they had up to 22% reduction in, in fat, which unfortunately in clinical life, we haven't been able to quite verify as well. We found there's 25% increase in the muscle, and we found that there's a 19% reduction in that muscle separation or the diastasis recti. So we're finding that on average, there's 5.5 centimeters, so about two to two and a half inches a circumferential loss around that waistline. So that's pretty remarkable. Well, I'm happy to say that I've just had my fourth <laughs> M-Sculpt Neo this morning. So I've completed my oh, um, see, course now. And, you know, I feel good. I, I tolerated the procedures and so on. But Julie, who's the medical liaison for BTO Australia, has just sent me my photos and I'll just show them to <laughs> David. They're actually quite impressive. I'm amazed. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not just saying this. I'm not paid to say this. Are, are you a pretty fit person to begin with? 
Honestly, no. I, di- I didn't do any training. David's <laughs> laughing at me here. If, <laughs> if opening the fridge and grabbing beers out of the fridge is exercise, then yes. <laughs> no, joking. That, that's I, called I, a six-pack crawl. I, yeah. <laughs> I had the standard dad bod where I'm, I'm not too overweight, but around the, the abdomen I had the muffin top. Um, okay. But, but I, I guess the thing that I can't tease out is, funny enough, I have just started training yeah. over the last month and being a bit more mindful of my food. But still, the, the difference between you know the before and after, after just four weeks is quite stark so i'm really impressed um and actually it's a it's a, it's a tolerable treatment despite the fact that from what you're saying it's a it's a stronger treatment compared to the m sculpt it is you're exactly right and so it's actually targeting both the fat as well as the muscle that was originally targeted so with the original m sculpt the byproduct or the side effect was that there was some fat loss with this particular device because you're adding radio frequency at the same time that the magnet is going on we're aiming for both destruction of fat is maximal destruction of fat as well as building that muscle so you're going to find that your abdomen is going to be tighter you're going to be more ripped up and again you're going to get that circumferential loss you mentioned that you're only at your fourth week so it's actually done once a week usually about seven to ten days apart Um, a couple of things that you can do to enhance your results today you got your last treatment so really drink a lot of water you want to drink about uh, 60 ounces of water today, tomorrow, and day after. If you can stay away from the alcohol so you can avoid your six-pack curls, well, don't worry, <laughs> we can always fix that with the bicep attachment. You're, you're fine. And uh, <laughs> what you'll find is that you're going to get even better results. And the reason for that is because the radio frequency, it targets uh, water content. So the energy goes through water content. And we find that the skin and the muscle have significantly more water content than the fat. So as that energy is going between the skin and the muscle and going back and forth, it slows down inside the fat. It gets it to the ideal temperature for fat destruction. Right. People might be listening to this going, this sounds great. I don't have to go to the gym anymore. Um, obviously, <laughs> you and I know that's not true, but um, could you just give us the science behind that? And maybe as well, it might even be beneficial for people that already train in terms of enhancing their results. Sometimes you might have issues with that mind-muscle connection in certain muscle groups, so it might be useful. You're 100% correct. And that's one of the cool parts about using the M-Sculpt. We're using it for physical medicine and rehab as well in our office. And we created a medical gym. Uh, during the COVID time, when people were coming out of quarantine after two months, you know their muscles had literally atrophied. Now, for young fellows like you and for old, uh, it, it may not be an easy, it may not be a bad transition. For older people, you know, uh, as I start my fifth century, things change fast, unfortunately. And uh, what we're, I'm sorry, fifth decade. You guys have to say, you're looking good for 500, Sunil. Uh, I don't know what you're going to start Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to be the young Yoda. I don't remember yeah. what that guy's name yeah. is, but <laughs> mature, yes. mature Baby Yoda. Yes. Mm, I'm sculpted, yes. Will. Mm. Yes. <laughs> anyway, what we're finding is that uh, with this, it, it's going to enhance your weight training program. It's going to yeah. enhance what you're doing in the gym. So this is not a replacement for the gym. You still want that cardiovascular activity that's going on. But we found that if you're doing the four treatments of MSculpt Neo, this activates your muscle growth to support a similar resistance program as a 12 to 16 week weight training program. That's incredible. So if you're a tra- if you're just starting your training again, it's going to boost what you're doing. If you're already training, we find that we're going to help those those athletes really peak their muscles. So we are finding that more of the professional athletes, those people who are bodybuilders, both amateur as well as professional, are coming in. But we also find that those people who sit at the desk all day long, 
wait a minute, with COVID, that's everybody, <laughs> were able to improve their balance, improve their muscle tone, and get them back into a healthy state. So it's it's pretty remarkable what we can do from a medical standpoint. Um, this isn't in the script. It was something I just thought of while we were talking was um, stroke victims in terms of people that are recovering, trying to get, would there be, I'm assuming there's no indication at the moment, but I'm, I'm assuming that this is something you might want to look at as time goes on. So a hundred percent. And, you know, I don't know if BTL is going to stand behind that, but I can tell you that we have used it in our clinic for that. We've used it for strokes. We've used it for palsies. We've done it for where somebody had a compressed nerve. So they're not able to activate that muscle, especially on the leg where they had massive atrophy on one side versus the other side. Once the orthopedist went in and fixed where the compressed nerve was, we're able to rehab that muscle and bring that person back. We've done it after Achilles tears. So if you're a marathoner, or having any kind of issue like that, we can help rehab that as well. Uh, most recently, I have a very good friend who had shoulder surgery, and so we are starting to rehab his shoulder as well. So we're finding that we can do that after shoulder surgery, rotator cuff, we do it after bicep surgery, uh, always working in conjunction with the orthopedist. When they say it's safe, for that patient to go back and actually start very, very light weightlifting, we're able to optimize that side and improve the results overall. I have to say, um, the reason I did M-Sculpt uh, two years ago originally when we did our first podcast wasn't so much, you know, of course, looking nice is, is great. It's a nice benefit. But I was more interested in in my functional back pain and just to see what it would do. And I've got to say, I, I felt great immediately after I jumped off the machine each session. Of course, it took time to build up. And, you know, and I think you were sort of alluding to the fact that it might take a month or two after the sessions have finished to really sort of get that muscle hypertrophy and hyperplasia. But I felt great for at least six months after my sessions had finished. And admittedly, after about a year, I noticed that my, you know, my original symptoms were back. And the same again right. with the M-Scope Neo. I just feel taller, stronger. Uh, I don't, I, you know, I don't want to sort of make this sound like I'm some <laughs> sort of superhero, but I do feel better. But, th but those sort of uh, quality of life sort of outcomes are difficult to measure in any sort of clinical study, aren't they? You're exactly right. And that's where it becomes, you know, it, what we call pseudoscience. And I'm a science geek, so I really want to make sure that we have good data. So when we take histology, meaning that we take a biopsy of the muscle and the fat, we can show those. It's quantifiable. That's why, you know, BTL has been kind enough to sponsor MRI studies, CT studies, ultrasound studies, like real science that we can't, um, you can't, the numbers. In terms of quality of life, I agree with you 100%. Colloquially, I can tell you the same thing. Uh, one trick that I'll share with you, yes, when you do the abdomen, you're going to definitely find improved uh, core strength. When you do the abdomen along with the buttocks, you're going to find that that muscle pain actually goes away for even longer than six months in most cases, or you can just come for a booster once a month. Yeah. And again, that's where we go back to that medical gym because it's changing how you're holding your posture. It's changing where the muscle is and we're seeing incredible results, and at least in Texas, that's for sure. And we hear it through most people who are early adapters with this device and, and finding the same with their patients. There are lots of machines on the market. I mean, I've been in the industry for 15 years, and it seemed like every year there was a new device company promising fat reduction. Um, how does the NEO differ from those traditional devices? Cool sculpting is truly just for fat. And it's for localized fat. I know that right now, because every single Tom, Dick, and Harry has one of these devices, they feel like they can treat everybody. But ideally, when it first came out, and we got to do the phase two and phase three trial studies for them, uh, it was for localized small areas of fat. 
Now, they have an upgraded version that's about to be released that's allowing you to treat, I think it's either 10 or 15% more fat in one session versus what they used to have. But again, it's using the theory of cryolipolysis. So again, it's a temperature regulated type thing, but you're freezing that fat and you're, you're expecting that that fat is going to cause uh, necrosis, which is a fancy way of saying your fat is going to die. Using a heat-based device such as radio frequency, or in this case, using combined radio frequency with the muscle stimulator, which cool sculpting will not change the muscle at all whatsoever. It's just for the fat itself. It's not doing the simple uh, fat destruction with the fat necrosis. It's actually using something called apoptosis. So when you heat a cell or you create enough damage in that cell, it then gets programmed to tell your body, hey, listen, come clean me up. I'm at the end of life. You got to come take me away. So with apoptosis, we're finding that you don't tend to have any long-term side effects. We don't have the lumpiness and bumpiness. We don't have those what people call shark bites where there may not be enough overlap of the applicators. We find that also you're not going to have any issue with um, this paradoxical fat hyperplasia. And we don't know what exactly causes it. We know that certain people in the area that they're treated with cryolipolysis, for some reason, it actually gets bigger. And when we go in there, we find if we're trying to liposuck that area out, it's definitely more fibrotic, meaning that it it feels harder to actually get in through that, that area and get rid of that, uh, that area. I started using mostly a, a heat-based devices because of that side effect. So we have not seen any kind of paradoxical fat hyperplasia since the uh, uh, I sold both of those in 2015. I just want to ask about the temperature of the RF of the MSCOP Neo. How hot does it does it get the fat, and and why doesn't it affect the skin? All of that sort of uh, those questions. That's a great question. So typically, if you have any type of energy based device that's going to heat the fat, you want that fat to be heated anywhere from 41 to 44, 46 degrees Celsius. And you want to keep it at that temperature for a minimum of about 20 to 25 minutes, depending on which study you're looking at. In most cases with the MSCOPE Neo, you're heating it between 44 and 45 degrees, uh, and it can be as low as 42 degrees. And you're maintaining that temperature throughout that. 30-minute session. The big advantage of the MSCOPE Neo, it's a 30-minute applicator. Uh, it's a 30-minute uh, treatment session. And you're going to find that you get to that temperature very, very quickly. It's anywhere between a minute and three minutes that you're at that ideal temperature. The fact that you're heating this up, and I don't know if you noticed this as well, because you had both the MSCOPE original as well as the MSCOPE Neo, you're, most patients are able to tolerate the muscle contraction much better because that muscle and skin is now distracted because of the heat that's going on there. Well, it's distracted. I was also wondering whether it's sort of warming up the muscle a little bit like when you, you know, warm up at the gym, it's allowing that muscle to sort of work at its optimum. You're 100% correct. And that's the theory that we're testing right now on that study. I can't tell you about yet, but it's coming. <laughs> it's also very tolerable. I mean, I, I, personally, you know, I, I'm normally always hot, but it, it's very tolerable. Yes, it's slightly sweaty at the end, but it, I think for most people, they would say it's nice. It's a nice experience to be warm rather than putting some cold paddles on for half an hour. Yeah, I agree with you. And you know what's also interesting? I don't noticed. I, I don't know if you noticed this as well. Um, but the second day, when you think you're going to be really sore, especially if you're a weekend warrior and you're like, "Oh my God, it's going to be terrible. I'm going to barely be able to get up or stand up straight." It's different than going to the gym yeah. because of that third session, that third space where it kind of taps on your skin. 
uh, that's improving the circulation. So it's removing the lactic acid buildup. So you'll have this nice taut feeling, like you said, like the Australian Superman, right? But uh, <laughs> it, it feels good. It doesn't feel bad. It doesn't hurt you the next day or the day after. Yeah, I haven't had any delayed onset soreness at all, actually, which is great. I'll have to try the Neo. Yeah, 100%. Because I, I was, I, I did, you're going to love it. Yeah, I mean, I had the regular M-Sculpt and it was, it was fine, but I found it a little bit more painful than Jake. So I'll be interested to see what the Neo is like with that extra warmth. Which is really interesting seeing as you're the one who trains a lot and I'm just new to it. It's I know, I'm just, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, what do you do? So, I'll give you a hint though. I'll give you a hint because we're typical guys and especially if you work out a lot, uh, our natural instinct is to fight that device. Yeah. Women do typically better, especially women who've had children do a lot better on the m both the original as well as the Neo, because they're used to that, uh, what do they call it, Lamas, Lamas or something like that, that type of breathing. Yep. where you're so think about it the next time you jump on either the m sculpt or the m sculpt neo what i want you to do is during the contraction i want you to breathe out and pretend that you're flexing it even more that muscle the abdominal muscle or the buttock and what the, what you'll do with that is you're actually helping the device rather than fighting it most times we're like oh it's a weird sensation it's pulling my muscle up well, it is because it's contracting it, but we're used to fighting it, especially as men. Yeah, that's what it felt like. I felt like I was fighting against the machine not to have my abdomen ripped out. So, <laughs> <laughs> Advantage, not working out. Yeah, exactly. So how does the, the HIFEM technology or the, you know, the, the contractions differ from what you'd get like on a TENS machine or an EMS device? Good. I'm glad that you asked that. So this is not an EMS device. It doesn't use any electrodes. There's no current that's flowing through the skin whatsoever. With an EMS device or a TENS unit, what you're going to find is a very localized, superficial uh, flow of electric current. And it's going to go from one electrode to the other electrode. So there's two, maybe three devices on the market right now that utilize that technology. It's not going to allow you to have the penetration of seven centimeters under the skin like the M-Sculpt Neo does. So with the M-Sculpt as well as the M-Sculpt Neo, when you're treating the larger muscle group, so that's the abdomen or the buttock, it's actually penetrating that energy seven centimeters under the skin. So you're fully contracting that muscle. 96 to 100% of those muscle fibrils are being activated. With the TENS unit, you're hoping to get anywhere from 10% to 30% of the muscle activity. So granted, when you feel both of them side by side, you're going to actually think that the TENS unit feels more powerful contractions than the M-Sculpt. Why is that? Because that's where the nerves are. So it's using that electric current that's going very superficial and using the skin to, to conduct that current versus something that's activating and bypassing the skin and activating the muscle. Got a question about, um, I guess, the technologies of the various sort of pretender devices. So the M-Sculpt and the M-Sculpt Neo, I think they claim to have around 20,000 of the supramaximal contractions per session, which is crazy in itself. But then we've noticed in Australia that there's quite a few devices that have popped up that have similar claims. So can you just sort of, you know, walk us through that and, and explain why one technology might be more or less superior? 100%. So there's several devices that I, I think they will still build your muscle, but there are definitely fake devices. And unfortunately, a lot of them are being sold on Alibaba and uh, they're coming from um, China and, and other irreputable manufacturers. So why do I say that? Because if you go on, on uh, eBay, they have something called M-Slim. That's just one name that I saw recently. And they actually put the picture of M-Sculpt right there. And so I 
I wrote the company. I was curious. I said, okay, if they're only going to charge me 5000 versus, let's say, 200000 which one am I going to buy? I'm going to buy the $5,000 one if it works, right? And it doesn't burn the person. That's the number one thing. We want to make sure that our clients are safe. We want to make sure that we're offering the best technology that's out there. And it's not even close to the same thing. There are other technologies where they are contracting the muscle. There's one Korean device that got, um, it's getting menu, it's, manufactured in Korea and then distributed through a company in Germany that's being distributed to a different company here in America versus the, the rest of the world. And they say they have a similar technology. It's a coil-based magnet that uses um, oil to actually go through there. And that technology has actually been out for about either nine or 10 years. We tested it a long time ago and found it didn't do that much. With the M-Scope as well as the M-Scope Neo, they're using two coils of, of magnets. It's a double, it's a patented double winding coil architecture. And that's designed to give this high output in a larger spot size, which is then going to allow the body to have enough flux. I think it's called this what it is, uh, or the enough magnetic uh, technology to then go and penetrate through the muscle and give you that depth and the activation of muscle. So then the deeper layers, so again, seven centimeters underneath the skin, uh, is being activated. So typically you only need four sessions. And why is that? Because we've done two sessions, we've done four sessions, six sessions, eight sessions, 10 sessions, and we found the majority of the bell-shaped curve is getting remarkable results with four sessions. In our practice, what we find is when somebody comes back at the one month mark, I may do a little booster because I want more, the patient wants more, but that's more of a, it's a booster. It's not that it's needed. And with most of these devices, they're claiming that you need to have 6, 10, 12 treatments, and it's still not activating the entire muscle wall. So there, there's a big difference in the technology. Most of these are using EMS technology. Can you remind us what body parts you can treat with either device, the M-Sculpt or the M-Sculpt Neo? Perfect. With the M-Sculpt, with both of them, you can treat the abdomen, the buttock, you can treat the arms, both the biceps and triceps, as well as the calves. With the M-Sculpt Neo, I'm going to tell you there's going to be one, two, three, four, at least four other body parts that we're going to be able to treat. But let's get through the clinical trials before we promise anything. You can't tease us and give us one new body area that may come out. <laughs> Just point point to it. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like one of my kids. Yeah. It's yeah. called an NDA for a reason, non-disclosure. <laughs> no, right. That's fine. I thought I'd try and slip that one and try. Yeah. I actually do have a good, interesting question. How have you built uh, this technology into your uh, aesthetic clinic? Because I know a lot of uh, clinics here in Australia, they offer injectables, they do skin, they might do yes. light therapies. And then when body contouring, wh whatever device you want to use, gets dropped in, it, it sort of seems to be difficult to factor into the, the existing business model. Some people find it hard to, to explain to their patients why they've got a body contouring device. I mean, to me, it seems obvious it's an aesthetic treatment, but how, how did you do it? Is there any secret sauce or tips that you can give us? I'm happy to share anything that we do. I don't know if there's a secret sauce. I wish there was. Um, but I can tell you in terms of our clientele, uh, most people that are coming through, they want to be healthy. They're, back in the 80s, we used to say this: there was a health club craze, right? And that was on the front of Time magazine, this new health club craze. And now we think people are weird when they're not doing something preventative. They're not going to the gym and uh, there's something odd. So same thing is happening with this in terms of body contouring. We're finding those same people who are coming in as, as long as they understand that there's something out there 
that they can actually do. We have a McDonald's generation. They want something that's quick, that's easy. And you saw on social media, just like you said, well, do you have to work out if you're doing the M-School? The answer is yes. You still need to work out. You still need to do your part. You still need to have a decent diet, if not a perfect diet. Uh, This is just a booster. It's something that's going to enhance what you're doing. Now, that being said, in our practice, body contouring is the most difficult thing that I do. There is no question. We turn away between 59% and 61% of the new patient consults that come in for body consulting, for for body contouring. So why? Sometimes their their diet and exercise is abysmal. They're not doing anything. So I need them to do their part. Sometimes it has to do with that they're such a large person, I think they're going to be better served by doing um, liposuction or abdominoplasty. Sometimes there's so much excess skin that even though I can tighten and get rid of some of the fat, I'm not going to give them the home run. So I, I do, I'm very, very cautious when I bring somebody in. I don't do a consult over the phone for body contouring. I don't do a telemedicine consult for that because you have to get in there. You have to do the physical exam. There's also something that's quite different between visceral fat and superficial or subcutaneous fat. So one is something that we can pinch and one is the deep fat, which is called the visceral fat that surrounds the organs. That being said, the original M-Sculpt Neo, there's a study that came out. It was published. It was actually written by um, two people, Brian Kenny and uh, uh, David Kent out of Atlanta. So Brian Kenny's a plastic surgeon. David Kent is a dermatologic surgeon out of Atlanta. And they found that there was change in the visceral fat component. That study has not been repeated yet. So I, I'm really curious because I want to know if that's the case. Now we may be able to affect those patients who have diabetes, those patients who have hyper, uh, high blood pressure or even hyperlipidemia. So that's going to open up a whole other category. I can't promise that yet, but it's exciting. Mm. Obviously, there's a lot of uh, practitioners listening to this podcast and some of them might be saying, that's great. Um, in terms of the technology sounds great, results sounds great. Um, you alluded to the price, it's called, you know, around $200,000. That's a lot of money. US dollars. US dollars. That's a lot of money. So I guess the, the burning question in a lot of people's mind would be, what sort of return am I going to get on that? And I know that sometimes doctors aren't comfortable talking about money. So if you're not, that's totally okay. But listen, when I have the opportunity to speak in front of any practitioners, any physicians or healthcare providers, the, especially when we're talking about a new technology, and I've been very fortunate, we have so much technology because we've helped launch technology. And if it works, I buy the device. That's the number one thing. But when I'm speaking to anybody about whatever that latest device that's out there or something that looks promising, I always tell them you need to find four different things. You need to ask yourself four different things before you even consider adding something to your practice. Number one, is it safe? So where do you know the safety data on this? So I'm not worried about that. Number two, is it efficacious? If it's safe, does it actually do what it claims to do? Well, we already saw with MRI data, with CT scans, with ultrasound data and histology studies, this does what it it claims to do. Number three, you have to ask, is it easy to use? So whether it's a new syringe or a new device, how easy is it for you as the clinic owner, as the business owner to utilize it yourself? Why is that so important? Again, in over 20 years of practice, I've had the opportunity to work with a lot of different team members, but for one reason or another, they've left us. Either they've gone on to higher education, the grass was greener somewhere else, they may have started a family, whatever the reason was, they've left. I need to be able to treat and train the next person that's coming to my office. Now, 
I told you there's at least four things. Three out of four, I've told you. One is safety, one is efficacy, one is going to be, is it easy to use? The fourth one, which is incredibly important because people just go in blind, is ROI. What's your return on investment? So if those first three are correct, you have to ask yourself and you have to ask your clients, do I have the proper clients for this? So if this is something that's a weight loss clinic, is it the best thing to do? It's a possibility. How big are your patients? Are their BMI 35 or are they 45 or 50? You know, how large are there? If they're a BMI of 50, theoretically, you can use all these devices. The question becomes, is it going to give you enough of a change? So with the M-Scope Neo, we're able to treat BMI of 35. I mean, it's one of the, the rare devices that you can treat that and still see enough of a significant change. The second thing you have to ask yourself is, do you have that clientele that really wants to spend on themselves? They want to create self-care. And if they do, and if they're already going to a gym, why would they not want to take it to the next level? It's pretty rare not to want to be the best that you can be. But you do have to ask yourself that question. And when you're doing that formula of, let's say now you have enough clients, right? You say, okay, I've got 10 clients that I know off the top of my head. Call them, ask them, hey, listen, I want you to be our brand ambassador. I'm going to give you this $4,000 treatment complimentary. And then I would love for you to come share your experience, whether it's good or bad, and invite them for the first time when you get the device and you're able to entertain other guests safely, of course, with COVID, and sh- and let them walk around and share the results. Just like you were saying, you said, hey, I got great results already. I'm looking at my before and after photo. I love the fact that Julie has already shared those photos with you, even though you just finished your fourth week. Yeah. You're going to get improved results over the next three months. That's even more incredible right? So you do have to ask yourself that question. For me, when I bought the initial device, it was just under $200,000. I was an early adopter. I think I had the ninth device in the world, the actual official device for MSculpt. And with the Neo, we had one of the first 10 as well. Um, They're expensive devices. In my head, I had to to assess what am I going to charge? And what the company said, you have to have an MAP, that's minimal advertised price. I'm never going to be at the minimum right? I believe in myself. I believe in the technology. And I treated a bunch of people complimentary because I wanted to make sure the device was going to work because I would rather charge somebody no dollars whatsoever to make sure I can get those results. And then if it's working, I have buy-in from the client. I have buy-in from my team and I believe in it. And then I'm happy to share that technology or that, uh, that equipment with somebody else. So the first, uh, I think we treated eight or nine people, eight people with the M-Sculpt uh, Neo and 10 people with the original M-Sculpt when it first came out, just as, let's say, test subjects, test models. I wanted to know what would, what would it do? What would it look like at the four-week mark? What would it look like at the six-week mark, eight-week mark, whatever it was? And once I saw the results, and just like you, I saw incredible results, I said, okay, we got this. So what am I going to charge? Well, in my my time, if it's going to take 30 minutes of the treatment session, let's say another 10 minutes for photos and making sure the patient's comfortable and everything like that, what's 40 minutes of time in that room going to cost? What do I want to earn on that amount? Yeah. And that's how I set the price. And I will say as my sort of final comment, 
before and after photos, just like the face and for fillers and toxins and everything else, for, for body contouring, it's probably more especially important because there's no expression or anything else. It's just a body. Um, so, you know, even myself, I thought, yeah, I, I feel a bit trimmer. I feel better. But until I've seen the photos, I couldn't really quantify it in any way. So, um, you know, for me, that would be my top tip if you're a clinic, you know, get your before and afters um, done really, really properly. That's a great, that's a great point. I'm glad, especially from a, from a um, consumer standpoint, that's powerful to hear for all the practitioners and, and physicians that are on this call. The one other tip that I'll give you, and it's the same thing that I do for all body contour. I learned it originally with the BTL Vanquish machine. Have somebody come in with their favorite pair of jeans, not leggings, not khakis, favorite pair of jeans that they're barely able to button up. And <laughs> no, I, I promise and have a little storage area where you can keep that pair of jeans. And when they come for the fourth treatment, have them put that set of jeans on. Because sometimes, unless you're doing three-dimensional photography, the 2D photography, it's good. You as a person can see the change, but in the pictures, you're like, yeah, there's a better chain, but sometimes you have loose skin, so it doesn't show as well, right? But when you go back to button that pair of pants and it's easy to button, you hit a home run. That's awesome. Well, thank you for joining us for part A of our MSCOP Neo podcast. We've uh, had a great chat. Actually. We can yeah. go on for a long time. It's been great. You've obviously had these discussions before. You're very natural. So we might have to get you back to discuss something else at some point. That would be awesome. <laughs> That's why I left you with a teaser, right? There's <laughs> there you more go. Absolutely. Well, I've seen you're a key opinion leader for a number of uh, companies. So maybe we'll explore that yes, in the future for absolutely. sure. I look forward to it. I'd be honored to share anything that I know. Now, if anyone in, in Texas, um, we do get a few, actually about 20% of our listeners are in the States and quite a few of them are from that region. So anyone listening who wants to uh, reach out and find you or come for a treatment or a consult, how do they get in touch with you? And just give us your Instagram if you're on there as well. So now now's your time for a shameless plug. <laughs> Perfect. Our, our Instagram page is easy. It's at Refresh Derm. Uh, our Facebook page is at Refresh Dermatology, or if you just look up Refresh Dermatology or Sunil Chilakuri, it'll bring you right to our webpage. And at the very bottom, there's a request for consultation. So we'd be honored to at least talk to you. Even if you're not in Texas and you have questions, please reach out anytime, especially with this. I think it's called, uh, is it DM? Yeah. Uh, what's the thing on IG DMs. where they reach out to you? DM? Yeah. yeah. That's the one. It's the message, something like that. Whatever it is, I'm happy to answer those questions. Again, with Instagram, it's at RefreshDerm. Awesome. Thank you, Sunil. Really appreciate your time and stay safe in Texas. Thank you, sir. You as well. I can't wait to see your final results. I'm excited. <laughs> I'll send them to you privately. Don't share them. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to put do not post. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going to wait for the two month uh, sort of when I've got that full hypertrophy, then I might um, sort of blow Instagram away with yeah. some sexy photos. We'll be, uh, he'll be turning up shirtless to all of our Zooms. So... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> you have to be careful, Beefy, because if he starts coming in and he's not wearing a shirt anymore, you know what's going on. The confidence boost is huge. I know. 100%. All right, mate. Well, thanks again, and we'll speak soon. It's a pleasure. Take care. Take, thanks, thanks again. Thanks, mate. So, gentlemen, this is a new one for us. This is sort of part B of one podcast, and we're recording this at a separate occasion. So thanks for joining us. Um, Gareth Pepper, you're the sort of sales director for BTL Aesthetics Australia, and Dr. Frank Ling, you're a, a specialist plastic surgeon down in Melbourne, but of course also have to, uh, experience with the M-Sculpt technology. So maybe, Gareth, we'll start with you. Just want to introduce yourself. I know we had you back on, it seems like a long, long, long time uh, ago. Was it 33? No. Episode 33, 33. I think it was. Yes where we had yeah, you and Dr. Ian yeah, Chinsian. 
You guys, uh, you've passed 100 episodes already, so you guys have done a great job. Well done to you both. Thank you. We've only aged 10 years in the last two years. <laughs> <laughs> we all have. We all have. No, uh, I think uh, BTL Australia is a very different company to the one we uh, chatted to you both on. Uh, we were just sort of, you know, finding our feet in Australia, dealing with, you know, everyone with the new kids on the block. And I think it's fair to say that in a very short space of time, we've uh, firmly cemented our place in Australia. We're here to stay. We're not going anywhere if I have anything to do with it. And I can, uh, I think you can tell by the, the caliber of gentlemen who's joining us on uh, this podcast here that um, we're attracting the best of the best. And I'm very uh, honored and grateful that Dr. Frank has taken time out of his very busy schedule to join us because we're super excited to have him on board with us. And uh, we consider it a real honor and a privilege. Fantastic. Thank you very much, Gary. And uh, Frank, just tell us about your own background very briefly. Uh, we know you're a plastic surgeon, yeah. but uh, where did it all start and what's your specialty? And uh, and tell us you know, how you got interested in devices as well. Mm. Uh, well, first of all, thanks very much uh, for having me on the show. Uh, and thank you, Gareth, for the kind invitation. Um, so my name is Frank Lynn. I'm a plastic surgeon. I am in Melbourne, where we're trying to come out of this, this lockdown um, look, my background is I've been a plastic surgeon for about 10 years or so. Um, we, I, I personally have an interest in facial plastic surgery, uh, but because of our uh, geographical location of my clinic, so I have a one clinic in the CBD and I have another in a suburb in Melbourne called Box Hill. So for, for those of you who, who know Melbourne, Box Hill is kind of like that second Chinatown right. in, uh, in Melbourne. It's really quite a diverse sort of area. It's got um, a really big Chinese sort of Asian sort of diaspora, this, this population. Um, so quite sort of organically because we're here and probably because I also speak Mandarin, uh, we, we've sort of had this big following. We've, we've gathered this big following of Asian patients Certainly not something I, I sort of set out to do, but it's just the way that things are. So I, I about 90% of my aesthetic patients are of Asian descent. Um, and as a result of that, a lot of the demand is for um, the traditional sort of facial contouring, nose and periorbital surgery. Um, but the whole devices thing, particularly where BTL and MSculpts come in, is, is this big shift that we've seen um, in the last sort of maybe four or five years where there's been a, a, an increasing demand for, for body procedures. Um, and as, as you guys may know, Asian patients are particularly, particularly averse to surgical interventions and uh, they're really big on devices and non-surgical minimal downtime, uh, minimal invasive procedures, and, and they're really quite accepting of that. So as a result, we, we've sort of catered for the market and uh, we've really sort of um, uh, uh, placed quite a lot of emphasis in our non-surgical part of, uh, of our clinics. Yeah. So I guess that's a little bit of the background. Yeah, it's quite interesting because you spent all this time learning all these amazing surgical techniques and then, you know, you're working with a piece of equipment like the MSCOT, which um, from everything that I've seen, I've had treatments done, Jake's had treatments done, it's this piece of technology that does all the hard work for you. So how does that feel for you having all this surgical training or this piece of equipment that basically makes you redundant in some respects? I think, um, I mean, I have to say the, uh, the Neo uh, sounds like a real game changer. Uh, I, I, I think it probably will take some of the work away from, from surgeons, but uh, I think uh, I'm, uh, there's still enough to do to keep you yeah. busy. 
<laughs> Fair enough. Now we've obviously spoken previously in the podcast with Dr. Sunil Chilakuri about the you know the tech and and sort of the studies and and how the Neo was developed. Can you just give us some mm. insight from someone who's owned an M sculpt and and also tell us for how long why you're upgrading to a Neo and what is the difference for you? What does it offer you? Yeah. Um, so first of all, I, I've had the device for about eighteen months, um, and as we were same for it uh, i literally got it six months before the world's longest lockdown in <laughs> and it went for about nine months and we actually our, our clinics were completely closed for that period of time um and yet at the end of this lockdown we're looking at um another device so to answer that question we're not actually upgrading we're actually getting a second device yeah, right. um so we've got two clinics and um and we've had the sculpt in one of in our main clinic which is box hill but because we, we, we're actually upgrading our CBD clinic as well, um, we wanted a second device. And, um, and when we went to Gareth, he uh, said, um, oh, <laughs> just so you know, there's this brand new one that's coming out. <laughs> and we thought, okay, well, that sounds like a really promising thing to, to, to invest in. So we're actually going to have two devices. We'll probably keep the, the original M-Sculpt in the clinic where it belongs. And then for our new clinic, we'll actually have the Neo. Um, in fact, the, the funny thing was uh, when I said to our Box Hill, our main manager, that we're going to get a new device, the first thing she said was, you're not going to take away this one, are you? <laughs> <laughs> we actually did have quite a lot of traction with um, uh, with the, the M-Scub despite the lockdown. And um, I think there are patients who really, um, they would travel to the other clinic to have the to, to have further treatment in other areas yep. but it's been a really um it's been a really positive experience i think despite all the difficulties we had last mm. year um where i see it sitting in a in my practice which i guess it's still a surgical practice um about 80 percent of our treatments are for primary treatments so patients who are just having the m sculpt for you know without surgery that is but i think it also has a role um in sort of maintenance or follow-up treatments uh, for surgical patients. Yeah. We've not really had a run at it just yet because, I mean, surgery was also, aesthetic surgery was also stopped for the majority of those nine months. But uh, about 20% of our patients have had treatment following abdominoplasty uh, or in conjunction with liposuction. We've also had patients who have had medical indications. So, for example, uh, rectus divarication. Um, we've also we've even had patients who have had um, reconstructive surgery. So, for example, uh, harvesting uh, some abdominal tissue for a breast reconstruction mm. and just being able to strengthen that donor site in the abdomen. Um, so I think the device has a lot of potential, which we've just really, for me anyway, that we, we're just really tapping into. Yeah, right. And what about, um, I guess, post-liposuction? You know, sometimes liposuction doesn't always go 100% how we'd like it to go. It's a, a, a procedure that looks seemingly simple but is fraught with dangers and overcorrection and so on. Potentially able to assist with um, smoothing out areas or demarcation or would it, be, it potentially have an indication there? Um, potentially. I mean, you're absolutely right about the fact that liposuction, it's, it sounds like a simple thing, doesn't it? But, um, but it really isn't. There are factors that surgeons can easily control, but there are things that in the recovery or in the liposuction process um, uh, uh, can be very difficult to control. So to be honest, um, 
And David, we we've never had a problem with liposuction. I'm not quite sure what you're talking about. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yep. But look, I think it has. It would have a role. Um, I guess my my group of patients are relatively small in terms of their BMI. Um, now that is changing over time, but uh, the patients I'd have um, probably don't have those massive BMIs that perhaps other surgical practices may have to cater for. But um, but certainly in treating patients who are post-liposuction, we, you know, we sometimes use the device pre-liposuction to just get that, to, to strengthen that abdominal wall. So I think it, it will have a role um, that, that we will certainly explore in terms of, um, of complementing those, uh, those treatments. If I could just bring um, Gareth in. So I understand that one of the differences between the original M-Sculpt and the Neo is, is the sort of patient choice and their BMI or starting BMI. So can you just touch on that, Gareth? Yeah, absolutely, Jake. And um, that was something that, um, you know, obviously, if, if, if a patient's BMI was around 26 to 28, depending on their body size and their sub-Q fat layer, they were on the borderline of not being ideal candidates for M-Sculpt. Now with the, the Neo and the addition of the radio frequency, um, we can now cater for those patients with a higher BMI of up to around 35, 36, who uh, in the past, we'd have to, you know, leave in the cold outside mm. and um, or try and get them to debulk. De and um, now we're just opening up even more. You know, M-Sculpt originally opened up the doors because um, previous fat-burning procedures in the abdomen were only catering for a certain demographic of pinchable fat or, you know, higher BMI, uh, whereas M-Sculpt caters for your really in-shape uh, people such as yourself and David. Um, and now <laughs> Neo uh, caters for someone like me who's uh, got that spare tire on the abdomen, and uh, I'm going to see a real result. So, it again broadens the whole horizon of the treatment we can offer and the demographics. And uh, I think it's a great evolution. Um, you guys mentioned it's an upgrade. I think it's just a, just another sort of um, addition to our already strong platform. And, um, you know, Dr. Frank is going to be the first in Australia to get Neo. Uh, I saw your unit today. I gave it a nice sort of pat and a well wishes, uh, Dr. Frank, as it heads towards you. Nice blow, uh, a nice uh, bow tie around it as well. Um, and I think you're going to be more than happy. And uh, I know already a few people who've tried it here in Australia are just, uh, they can't, it, it, again, BTL innovating. And I'm really proud and uh, honored to be working for such an amazing company. Yeah. Mm. Can I ask, um, Frank, you know, with, with technologies uh, like the Neo, there's a, a supposed up to 30% reduction in fat. Um, obviously, if you're using it on the abdomen, it's only the abdomen. How does that translate to, you know, you having a discussion with someone in your clinic versus, say, lipo of their abdomen? I mean, what path do you go down? What's the flow chart? H how do people decide? Yeah, I think that's um, it's a good question. I, I think um, it, it's nice when you're consulting with patients to be able to offer the full range of treatment is to give you, give them your honest opinion and say, look, this is genuinely what I think is, is going to be your first step, your second step and your third step. And I'm not saying that people don't do that, but honestly, if you only have a hammer, everything kind of looks like a nail sometimes, as you know, yeah. um, and, and people, and people do tend to flog the existing expertise or, or, or devices. Um, but I think it just broadens the range of things that we can actually offer to these patients. So for example, in, 
in a typical Asian patient of mine who is, you know, generally slightly lower BMI, um, but is not wanting to have ripping muscles of the thighs or, 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 or you know, of the, of the buttock or of the abdomen, then perhaps, you know, we can offer them one treatment versus, uh, versus uh, an alternative. For, I think for patients who are slightly larger BMI who have got that little bit of extra fat, um, traditionally we could only offer them uh, and a liposuction procedure. Uh, but now we actually have the option of actually uh, offering them some uh, cell neo treatment. So I think it broadens that um, the armamentarium for a surgical practice. Yeah, and Gareth, I know that the MSCOT was has been hugely successful. I know you've sold, uh, they've been selling like hotcakes. But I know there's people that probably have the MSCOT that might be thinking, hey. I look at. I want to look at a neo. How does it work for them? Is there some sort of upgrade process that you have in place to help these people? Well, um, yeah, I, I suppose the, the same was offered to Dr. Frank. It was, do you want to upgrade or do you want to keep the M sculpt? And like he said, the staff uh, they didn't want to let go of their M sculpt they have there already, so uh, he had to keep both. But uh, yes, it is available to current M sculpt clients uh, if they would like to upgrade. They've all got my number. I speak to all of our clients on a very regular basis, so. They can just call me, text me, uh, however we normally communicate, and they could either upgrade uh, or keep one and buy the other. Yeah, and how do, how does the upgrade process work for them? Is it, is it fairly straightforward? Oh, it's very as always. We try and keep things very uncomplicated and transparent at BTL. So, yeah, just contact me, tell me what you want to do. We'll have the discussion, and uh, we'll make it happen as quickly as possible. But um, you know, obviously, it isn't officially launched in Australia yet. Uh, Dr. Frank is going to get his uh, first, uh, he's going to get a test run, be the first doctor in Australia to have it, which yep. is uh, wonderful because he's been in a very short space of time, a wonderful supporter of ours and a great advocate for us. So uh, that's also a title no one can take away from you, Doc. So <laughs> just a heads mm. up to your marketing department. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, um, once it's officially launched, which will be launching at Cosmeticon, yes. where I believe you, you gentlemen will be attending we as will. well as Dr. Frank. Um, then people, if they'd like to buy, they can, but, uh, we've got so many staunch and loyal clients in Australia that we will be giving first preference to existing sure. clients first. Perfect. Can I, um, will you back Frank to when you first purchased the original M-Sculpt device? Cause I know a lot of clinics, uh, you know, let's say they're offering facial aesthetics and, and laser and skin, and then they introduce a body contouring device, whatever it may be. A lot of clinics struggle with that and other clinics seem to run with it. What, what's the secret source? Well, how did you introduce it that, you know, some clinics have just said, oh, you know, it just doesn't sit with our clientele and we can't, we can't, we can't sell, sell it. it. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So that's probably sort of two parts of that question. So I think we, we, in 2017, we made a, a deliberate pivot towards more body treatments. Um, and that's kind of responding to what the market was demanding at the time. Um, I've actually recently gave a talk on body treatments. Um, so in, in 1985, um, the proportion of obese patients in China was less than 1%. Wow, in 1%. 30 years later, it's 16%. That's a 16-fold increase, but still 16 is not that, it's not that bad compared to maybe US or, or Australia um, or some, some South Pacific countries and, and so on. But if you put that into the context of like a billion people, that's a <laughs> staggering number of people who are obese. And uh, on top of that, another 40% also are considered overweight. Um, so it is a huge public health problem. And, um, and, uh, and, and I think it will dramatically change the, the aesthetic 
um, sort of surgery and aesthetic treatment landscape um, for all of Asia. In fact, for all of Asia, the only country where non-surgical is not growing faster than surgical is Thailand. Um, and I think Australia probably has something to do with that. But um, but it is a shifting landscape. And that's where we made, we decided to pivot to away, so much away, but just to add uh, another aspect or dimension to what we were offering at the time. Um, so the second thing is, well, then now they've made a decision to do that, how do you choose what, um, what, what device? Well, um, surgeons always talk anatomy. So, you know, there are around the body, there are, there are three essentially layers. There's the skin, there's, there's fat, which has some component of fascia sort of within it and under it. Um, those two being the primary targets of pretty much every device on the market. And, and seemingly this one device every month, maybe that's coming out that targets those two things. Um, but I guess the innovation here is that it targets a layer below that. It targets the muscle layer, which is about a third of, um, of, of all of your soft tissue. So, and, and it's the same layer that we exercise, that, that we work on when we go to the gym, when we do yoga and weights and, and things like that. So it is, um, it, it is it's, it's almost like an untapped resource there. So beyond the traditional treatment that every person seemed to have, we decided to invest in, um, in a, a technology that actually affects the muscle layer. Um, I mean, again, there, there's lots of devices now. There was a few devices, at least, that would target a muscle layer. So we look at the, the merits of the device. We look at the company behind it. Is it reputable? Is it does it support its physicians, um, and so on? And um, and I think MScope has satisfied all of that, and 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 hence the investment into this device. And I have to say, we really haven't looked back. It's it's mm. been a good journey. I'm pretty cynical about non-surgical devices and I'm sure most people are because, you know, I've been in, in the industry for sort of 15 years and as you said, it seems like every month a new device company is promising, you know, promising in the world in terms of skin tightening and fat reduction and all these sorts of things. What was the turning point for you with this device? Because I'm assuming, you know, you're a plastic surgeon, you're looking at, you know, clinical data and, and hard facts. What, what convinced you that this was the piece of equipment that was going to do what it promised? Sure. So, we will look at, um, I guess in making that decision, we will look at three parts. We'll look at the device itself. We'll look at the merits of the device. Is it safe? Is it efficacious? And most importantly, it's a, is it something that's backed by the scientific community? So um, it's, it's got, the M-Sculpt has, a, has, has quite a large following within physicians uh, globally, even though it's quite a new device um, to, to Australia per se. Um, and uh, there, are, there are a large number of uh, peer-reviewed papers. There's, I think, it's more than 20, and it's still counting. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is a safe and efficacious, and it's backed by science. Um, I guess the other thing is to make sure it's a device that sits within the workflow of your clinic. So I guess looking at what works well and what doesn't in a clinic um, it's almost a commercial decision. So, you know, perhaps at the top of that, your best return on investment might be, might, for me, might be surgery. Um, and then at the base of the foundation of that, there may be some skin treatments and what the Chinese will call basic skin management, um, you know, skin boosters and so on and so forth. And beyond that, there is the injectables. But when it comes to devices, it's the, probably the one area that you really need to think about a business case for because it's the one area where you might lose money. Mm. Whereas for surgery, you, you, you know, and for basic skin management, well, you know, they, they don't, it's low risk, they, they don't tend to have a problem. So um, 
So Nscope has quite a few of the sort of positives in that regard. Well, first of all, it's operator independent, meaning that I don't need to personally operate the machine. Obviously, I assess the patient, make sure they have no contraindication, they're safe. But um, but the actual treatment is performed by clinicians other than myself. Um, it has a relatively mild learning curve, so it's not. It's got you know it's got very few sort of moving parts from the operator's point of view. I'm sure there are heaps of moving parts within the machine, <laughs> but not from the operator point of view. It um, it is relatively simple to save um, and it is something that has generated quite a lot of patient satisfaction not only in our clinic but also globally so i think all those things come into play um, yep. and you do have to do your due diligence when you're selecting machines exactly as you're saying gareth i've got a question for you it might be a curveball so we can cut this out if you can't answer <laughs> no i like curveballs boys um, you know that it's not really a curveball but I, I don't know if you can uh, sort of say it out loud but I, I remember you saying off air when i saw it the weekend that there's some evidence that the mscope neo can actually treat visceral fat as well as abdominal fat that's yes. really quite you know interesting groundbreaking. and yeah. groundbreaking so what can you tell us about that there, there's actually a study on the original M-Sculpt with the HIFEM technology that um, Dr. David Kent did in, uh, I think it's Atlanta. Uh, I have to double check. Uh, but anyway, he has clinical evidence to to back up uh, that they definitely did target visceral fat. And uh, I have that study. Uh, I know Dr. Frank has seen that study as well. Um, you just, just look us up. We'd be happy to provide it for you. It's, it's on the public domain. It's, it's not something we're sitting on our hands with, but... Um, you know, again, this technology continues to uh, excite, impress, and astound us because I still don't think, um, I know all my staff and Dr. Frank knows he works very closely with uh, Julie, who's our medical science liaison, um, how excited and passionate we all are about this technology and it's stuff like this. I can promise you when we find out a new studies coming out, it feels like Christmas Eve for us. We all get very <laughs> excited at BTL, yeah. um, but Definitely does, and I'd be more than happy to, to provide it to anyone. And um, again, just groundbreaking in every sense of the word, and again shows just how fantastic this device is. Yeah, and just for the layperson that might be listening to this, going, "What the hell is visceral fat?" So it's the layer of fat that sits. Is it basically? Well, correct me if I'm if I'm wrong, doctor. Sits around your organs. It's not something that you can you can remove with uh, liposuction. So the the fat you're removing with liposuction sits subcutaneously underneath the skin, but the visceral fat is something you can't treat with liposuction. Is that correct? Yes, that, that, that's right. And actually, it's particularly relevant for our practice because um, there, there is certainly evidence out there that uh, Asian patients, um, for the patients who may, to the, to the observer, seem to be obese, uh, there's a high proportion of visceral fat um, in that particular demographic compared to others. Um, it's an area that's traditionally been very, very difficult, if not impossible, to really address. Um, I agree with Jake that if this were... Um, something that um, that is associated with Nsculpt or, or, or any device, really, it would really be a game changer. Um, I have seen the paper. It's one paper. Um, it's very promising, but uh, it would be good to see further evidence um, that that I'm sure will come through in the in, in the in the years to come. More studies, please, uh, Gareth. Dr. Frank uh, wants yes, more studies, yeah. please. We're on yes. a, we're on a jet, <laughs> I can assure yeah. you. Everyone's hard at work in the US uh, compiling studies for us. If you yeah. want me to put if you want to put me through an MRI scanner and do another set of Enscope Neo, you're you're more than welcome. It's fine. Jake, I'm worried that uh, you know you could be uh, applying for Bondi Rescue or something yeah. after seeing your first results yeah. after your Neo. Yeah. It was uh, 
pretty unbelievable actually I'm yeah. say um you know like i said i, I did combine yeah. it with yeah. being mindful of what yeah. i ate and he showed me to train he showed me 15 times in the course of one podcast where we we're recording all these before <laughs> <laughs> look at this yeah. no it was very very impressive and and that's an early result look i only finished my course a week ago so that's what we're on week five yeah mm-hmm. and and i don't know if frank or gareth wants to jump in on on some of the early studies with the neo when should we expect you know those optimal results of of both the muscle hypertrophy and hyperplasia? That's pretty much the same as M-Sculpt. Um, you know, I think the week one, when you have your first treatment, obviously you, you, you start to feel and see something slight. And after the fourth treatment, you'll see a great result. But you've got to give, uh, and, and Dr. Frank can probably back this up because I'm, I'm not the medical expert, but you've got to give those muscles and the, that abdominal fat that time uh, for the hypertrophy, the hyperplasia, and of course the apoptosis. And um, I think Dr. Frank could tell you in his experience that maybe the follow-ups, Doctor, the pictures, they're all tell a different story, don't they? I think um, I think you're right. So just based on the experience with MSculpt, they, they, the patients often they they come at this with almost rose tinted lenses, and um, they they do feel great, um, sort of straight after, and literally, you know, after the second, usually after the second treatment they're starting to see some results and um and we actually um we we uh, anecdotally we can see on um, on vector which is type of uh, type of 3d imaging that there are contour changes even after the second um that that's not actually been published which is what we're actually observing but certainly after the fourth one and in the ensuing sort of one to two months after that you do really see a, a great result and it's actually interesting to to see that it does persist it does we've got the longest follow-up being probably 15 months or so um, for patients who really who had those treatments earlier and uh, we are seeing a persistence of that of, of that result mind you a lot of the patients have come back and have other areas done um and uh, we you know we have various and we, we, I guess, commercially, we do a, a, a various packaging and, and so on that allows them to to come back and have tops up, top ups, yeah. and, and so on. Um, so uh, Jake and I are Jewish. You're Chinese. It's probably time now for us to talk about the money a little bit. Um, profit margins of clinics. Um, and it's a question that p- most people uh, want to know in terms of equipment, which is consumables, which seems to be something that's associated with a lot, with a lot of these pieces of equipment. So in terms of consumables, um, what do they look like, how much they cost? And then in terms of profit margins for, you know, for clinicians or, or practice own or uh, doctors like yourself, what, what are the profit margins on these treatments? Okay. So um, a couple of comments about some of those uh, aspects that you mentioned. The um, consumable will be a positive. Yep. Okay, so the consumable is relatively reasonable, um, and um, and I guess the exact figures would that would be something that uh, Gareth will have to um, unbound to secrecy for my <laughs> but it is it is quite reasonable. Uh, we we have a number of devices, and that's one of the key things that we will look at um, uh, in decision making for a device. The um, the cost of the device is not a positive. <laughs> um, it's, uh, but again, I will have to defer on Gareth for that one. Um, but I think, uh, but just to, to address the return on investment, uh, we look at our return on investment very, very carefully for the devices. And, and unfortunately, it's not because I don't want to, but we couldn't operate for nine months out of the last uh, in in the year 2020, so we have not got you know realistic ROIs 
to, to share with you. We do have very carefully, we, we did very carefully look at this and, uh, and, and, you know, orchestrate pre-purchase campaigns and so on and so forth prior to that. And we were aiming to have the best ROI we've ever had um, compared to any device. Can I name names? But, but my current best ROI is for, for an Altera. Uh, we have two of those devices and um, we achieved ROI well before the 12 months and we were hoping that this will beat it, but it hasn't. But I don't think that was, um, that, that, that was something that we could have controlled mm. um, just given the lockdowns last year. With regards to M-Sculpt, your consumable cost, and I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan of consumable, uh, the word. I prefer replacement costs or replacement parts. Uh, the applicators need to be replaced. We know this because they are so intense and so strong that they do lose their efficacy eventually in time. Um, and that's because it is just so powerful, this machine. Uh, so M-Sculpt is running at less than $50 per treatment to replace the pedals uh, when you do replace those pedals. Uh, Neo is slightly higher because we've got the combination of the Synchro RF and the HiFM Plus in there. Uh, so you're looking somewhere closer to around 70 odd dollars uh, per treatment. But in the world of consumables and, and you know how long it takes, how long the effort is from the clinician and the return on investment, that's a pretty small number in comparison to the ROI of the treatment charge being being put out there to patients. Perfect. Now, I know that obviously we don't even have a, a sort of a, an RRP of the device because it's not even launched yet. But I remember mm. when you launched the M-Sculpt, uh, one of the ways of um, sort of catering for the consumables was to include sort of, you know, what you would pay for that in the price to the patient. So you almost didn't feel like you're paying for the, the consumables because it was already built into the price for the patient. Is that a similar strategy that you might use for the Neo? Uh, for the Neo, yes. Obviously, when you buy the device, you get the first set of original applicators included. That's stock standard worldwide for BTL. Um, I think another another way we are trying to assist businesses post-COVID and assist physicians and, and clinic owners get off their feet and off the canvas and uh, back into the green science, because apart from doing what we're there to do, which is help people look and feel their best, that's the number one thing. But at the end of the day, Dr. Frank has a business to run. We have a business to run. And people do like to make profit. And when you're doing it with great technology, after years and years of hard work and study, I think that's worth it. So um, my staff and I have been scouring clinics all over Australia in the last couple of weeks. And we've noted a lot, a lot of lot of dusty devices in the corner just shoved in there, you know, put to one side. Um, you know what? If you want to trade in a device or two, I'd be more than happy to chat to people. Let's take them off your hands, the dust collectors, and let's get the latest and greatest into your clinic and let BTL help you do that. And make wow. sure you mention that Jake and David sent you <laughs> and uh, we'll definitely look after you. Wow. So just to clarify that that's not a BTL device. That's, you know, a- another device that, that isn't associated with you, you would consider trading Absolutely. in. Absolutely. Obviously within reason. I mean, um, you're not going to be. So, uh, so you're not going to take my 20 year old micro dermabrasion and give me an M sculpt, is what you're saying. I was getting very excited there, Gareth. No, David, unfortunately, I think you'd have to pay me to take that machine. But, um, but within reason, you know, if, if they've got a relatively new or not outdated technology, yeah. we would more than happily take it off their hands, put it in the, the, the pickup truck, and deliver their shiny new M sculpt. Wow, amazing. That's super generous and unexpected. Yeah. So thank you. Uh, that's the first I've heard of it, uh, Gareth. Uh, well, Doc, you don't have any uh, devices collecting dust by the sounds of your ROI, so uh, we didn't need to. <laughs> that's awesome. Now, Gareth, I had the, the random honor of meeting the BTL sort of head of servicing yesterday. He's stuck in uh, Australia. He missed his flight and he couldn't get home, Yanka. So yeah. 
do do uh, the the M Neos? I mean, obviously they they haven't been on the market yet, but in the preliminary studies, do they need servicing or anything else apart from the consumables? No, and Repla- I think replace, it's like replacements. Sorry, replacements. I got to get my wording right. Replacements, no consumables, guys. Uh, (laughs) As as Dr. Frank will attest, the the machine's pretty self-sufficient. It doesn't need ongoing maintenance. It comes with great warranties. Uh, I think something that BTL Australia, I know BTL in general, we we back up our great machines with you know good service. But um, what's really coming to the fore is our sort of response if there are issues. Mm -hmm. Uh, We do have service technicians on call. All of us are on call all the time. And these machines, they're built on a medical line. You know, they, they're not made of uh, cheap plastic. They really are high-end medical-grade devices. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, uh, it, it's not ongoing. Um, they look after themselves. And, um, you know, if, if, as Dr. Frank will tell you, if there are issues, one of us is available seven days a week. Mm, perfect. You know, I, I would agree with that. I think we, we haven't had any problems, to be honest. And, uh, and there, the BTO has a, a very good medical liaison Julie who um, has been pretty much on top of every issue that every question we've had so mm. we haven't had any problems yeah with the neo if you were looking to say not be so so focused or after the muscle stimulation but more about the fat reduction is there a way you can sort of play around with the settings to make it more focused on fat and less on muscle or is it a, a standardized treatment that goes across the area no it's a standardized muscle treatment um one thing with the, with that the neo brings is you can actually turn the rf off the radio frequency uh but first and foremost m sculpt and hyphem is about muscle so right. uh that have to look for another treatment and i'm sure dr frank would have uh if they're in melbourne that have uh, you'd have a couple of strings to your bow there where he could assist you with that Perfect. fair enough now tell us about the the launch date where you're going to be how you're going to do it and so on gareth well, we honoured Dr. Frank's uh, part of this podcast and Dr. Chilakuri. Uh, Dr. Lynn's going to be chatting for us at Cosmeticon. Uh, Doctor, I believe it's on Saturday, the Saturday program. Yes, I believe so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Dr. Frank will be talking. By the time he's there, he would have had a bit of time to explore the Neo. Mm. Um, and um, we'll also have a uh, by appointment only viewing on the Friday and the Saturday for the Neo. If people want to get in, uh, they just have to get hold of BTL Australia and we can book you in for a session. Brilliant. So how do people contact BTL Australia? Are you going to give them your mobile number or is there <laughs> a work email <laughs> that yeah. they should go through? I, you know, it's a funny story just for, for all of us. Um, someone actually put my, my, my mobile number on some of our marketing the other day and I actually had to change. <laughs> I had to get a private number because my phone has been ringing off the hook. You need a burner uh, phone for work now. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, So they can email info at btlmed.com.au. Go to our website, btlaesthetics.com forward slash au. We're on Instagram at BTL Australia. We're also on Facebook. Um, And I'm sure if anyone would like to talk to Dr. Frank at Cosmeticon, um, you'll be around, Doctor, listening to a few talks. And I'm sure you know if someone wants an independent private chat with Dr. Frank, they could grab him. I'll be there. My team will be there. And I'm just so happy to be having a bit of human-to-human interaction yeah. again. Yeah. Well, I'll, yeah. I'll be right here. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it seems like um, Cosmeticon was the last time that we actually had a sort of a, a conference in Australia. So we're, we're almost 12 months exactly mm. down the line again. We're all getting back together. So it seems sort of quite appropriate that we're going to be meeting up again at Cosmeticon. Absolutely. And um, gents, thank you as always. Uh, you do such an amazing job. And to you, Dr. Frank, thank you for your time. I know how busy you are and... Uh, I can tell you from all of us, from myself and Julie, who you work closely with, and the whole team at BTL Australia, 
we feel really honored and uh, appreciate all the efforts you put into BTL. So thank you. No, no, thank you very much. It's, it's, it's been good. And just Gareth, quickly, you're, you're going to be um, having your credit card behind the bar again, just so everyone can turn up, have a, have a, have a drink on Gareth. If my boss is listening, boss, I'm sorry. Tell them again. you're from Inside Aesthetics. That's the code to give to the barman. No, if, uh, I'd just be so happy to see anyone. I'd even put my own personal card there, gents. So drinks on me. Oh, perfect. Well, hey, Thursday night to. fun at Cosmeticon again. Only a couple of weeks away. Yeah, just to recap, it looks like those dates are March 5th, which is the Friday, and March 6th, which is the Saturday. So we'll come and have a listen to you, Dr. Lin, on March 6th. And just for people wanting to reach out to maybe Frank himself. So if, if you're down in Melbourne or you want to travel to see Frank, how can people get in touch with yourself? Yeah, so uh, um, just look, up, look us up online at www.easternplasticsurgery.com.au or you can look up Eastern Plastic Surgery um, on, on Instagram. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you, gentlemen. That's been enlightening. And thanks for concluding our first ever Part A and Part B podcast. Yeah, it's first time for everything. Perfect. <laughs> well, great. Thanks we'll see much. you a couple of weeks. Take thanks care. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye. Thanks, Jen. See you later. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thank you, guys. Bye thank Bye. you very much. Bye-bye. For our latest news, upcoming guests, and episode topics, follow us on Instagram at inside underscore aesthetics. During the week before every recording, look out for our Instagram stories as we'll give you the opportunity to submit your questions to our guests and get a shout out. You can also DM us for any other information, suggestions or guest requests.